This is Boundless, and I'm Ed Blonsky. Everyone has a need, and I'm glad to share with you the one thing that can meet every single need. It is the love of Jesus Christ. On today's show, you'll hear a message of love and hope, the very same love and hope that will meet all needs. The messages on Boundless have recently been given at St. Matthew Lutheran Church in Hawthorne Woods, Illinois. And if you happen to be in the northwest suburbs of Chicago, I would love to see you this weekend. You can go to the St. Matthew website to plan your visit at www.stmatts.net. That's www.stmatts.net. Now, here's today's message. Thanks for listening. In the 2023 season of Lent, we have been in the midst of a message series called Relentless. We've been looking at Bible texts that Christians have been reading and meditating on at this time of year for centuries. And so far we have explored relentless temptation, a relentless journey, and relentless thirst. And then on the Wednesdays in Lent, I put together a devotion based on these concepts and these messages for the Wednesday evening services. And you also may have noticed I've been using them in the Boundless Hope devotions, the St. Matthew Minute, and they, of course, are part of a podcast called Boundless that uh, drops every Monday or Tuesday, depending on when we can get it uh, put together so you'll hear this message again or can listen to it again in a podcast format. And we still have a few messages to go in the season of Lent. We're really only about halfway done with Lent. I know it seems like it's been going on forever, and at the same time, it seems like it's gone by in the blink of an eye. We're already past the midway point of March. Spring is going to spring this week. And we have a couple of uh, messages ahead of us called Relentless Spirit and then Relentless Hope on Palm Sunday. But today our message is Relentless Cry. Everyone cries. Babies cry when they're born. Parents cry when their babies are born. (laughs) Adults cry for a lot of different reasons. When someone they love dies, when something amazing happens. Now, not everyone admits that they cry, especially men for some reason, but, and, and it's also true that not everyone cries for the same reasons or in the same way. But This particular message, Relentless Cry, comes from Isaiah 42, and if you have a Bible, please open up to Isaiah 42. It'll also be up on the screen, one of the verses that we're going to read together, but this word cry is used in Isaiah 42. In fact, it's up on the screen already if you don't have your Bibles out already, but you'll want to get them out because we're going to look at a text that's not in the service today. But let's read this text together up And uh, back up one, 2.14. Thank you. Let's read this one together. For a long time I have held my peace. I have kept still and restrained myself. Now I will cry out like a woman in labor. I will gasp and pant. You see, this is a description uh, or actually an account, a recording of what God says about himself and even the Lord who is speaking in this verse, cries. 
As I said, this part of Isaiah chapter 42 has the word cry twice. The previous verse, which we didn't read in church today, the prophet describes God when he says, and we can read this together if you can see that, the Lord goes out like a mighty man, like a man of war. He stirs up his zeal. He cries out. He shouts aloud. He shows himself mighty against his foes. Now, there are several places in the Bible where God will describe himself as, or even call himself, a mighty warrior. This happens to be one of those verses. But as we see in the very next verse, which is what we started off with, Peggy read it with us together today, God changes metaphors. In verse 13, he's a mighty warrior. In verse 14, he, is a, he describes himself as a woman in labor. And most likely, a woman in labor, that will bring a very specific image to your minds, which is the point, actually. A woman giving birth is exactly what God intends for all women to go through. That's the way he created the female of the species. When he made the female out of the male's rib, way back in the Garden of Eden. The crying part, however, that was not the original intent of God. That came after as we are told in Genesis 3.16, I will multiply your pain in childbearing. In pain shall you bring forth children. Men, brothers, we have no idea what this is like. Comedian Carol Burnett tries to help us understand when she said, giving birth is like taking your lower lip and forcing it over your head. Hardest thing I ever had to watch my wife giving birth to our sons. She cried. She cried out. I had never heard a cry like that, and it scared me. But at least I knew that her cry was not the last word of the whole labor. There was good to come. These two images, a mighty warrior in battle and a woman in labor, are different, but not all that different. And they are specifically chosen by God to describe himself to us. They are common images. Many, many people know what it's like to fight in battle. Many women know what it's like to give birth. And the reason that God uses these images and many of the other images in Scripture is always to point us to Jesus. The image of a warrior in battle. The image of a woman in labor. It is in these pictures that as Isaiah records them, he wants to show us Jesus who will go to the final battle that Christ has fought and won for us. And both of these image and images and the final battle of Jesus involve cries. Easter is coming, and now is the time to plan to be a part of the Easter services at St. Matthew Lutheran. If you live in the northwest suburbs of Chicago or are planning a visit here, go to the St. Matthew website to find the service times that best fit your needs. www.stmats.net That's www.stmatts.net But if you're not in this part of the world, that's not a problem. All our worship services are streamed live on our website as well as available 24-7 after the live stream. Again, go to www.stmats.net. That's www.stmatts.net. Now, back to today's message. 
One thing I hope you will remember above all else from this message is that God will fight for you. God will fight for you. That the Son of God is fighting for you should tell you all that you need to know about this fight, that it is not an easy one. It takes the Son of God to fight it. It takes the Son of God to overcome the enemy that causes the cry of pain and hardship that is depicted in Isaiah's prophecy by childbirth. Jesus Christ, the Son of God, goes to battle for you. But here's a hard truth. Jesus Christ, the Son of God, goes to battle because of you. You can't, your sin is the reason that this battle is fought. You came into this world conceived in sin, as Psalm 51 tells us. King David, who's speaking for all of us, said, For I was guilty from the day I was born, a sinner from the time my mother became pregnant with me. Psalm 51.5, this particular translation of the Bible, called The Voice. Jesus fights the battle. Jesus goes to war with Satan because of our original sin, but he also fights because of our actual sins that we commit every day since our mother's cries at our birth. The sins, putting anything else is more important than God in your life, misusing the name of God, not using his word, or misusing the opportunities to worship with other followers of Jesus, not honoring our parents or others in authority over us, hating others, lusting after others, stealing from others, not speaking well of others, and not being content with what you have, looking at what others have, and scheming to get those things. Jesus goes to the cross to overcome all these sins that you commit. Jesus goes to the cross for you. Please remember that, if nothing else, for this, from this message, Jesus goes to the cross for you. Even more, Jesus goes to the cross for all people of the world. Jesus' death on the cross overcomes all the sin committed in this world, starting with Adam and Eve, and all the way to the last person born before Christ comes back in his second coming. And that's good news. That's the good news. But just because it's good doesn't mean that it's pretty. All war is ugly. The war Jesus fights on the cross, no less so. Just as all childbirth is messy, and what Jesus did on the cross brought new life forth, just as childbirth does, hence the image Isaiah uses in chapter 42. No, the cross of Jesus is not clean, unlike most of the images that we have of it depict. Our beautiful stained glass windows, our ornate crucifixes and other crosses in our churches and in our homes do not accurately represent the cross of Jesus. The cross of Jesus was ugly. The cross of Jesus was messy, but the cross of Jesus was also good. The relentless cry of Christ from the cross, like a warrior's cry in battle, like a mother's cry in labor, is a cry for something that will turn out to be good. The battle waged on the cross is won by Christ. And the death of Jesus means a new life will be born, born again. The relentless cry of Christ will be good because we will be saved. I've played enough video games in my life 
to know a final boss when I see one. The final boss in a video game is, is that last battle against the character in the game that you face at the end, and when you defeat that final boss who is more powerful and more dangerous and harder to defeat than any other enemy in the game if you're defeating enemies, that when you defeat them, then you win the game. <coughs> it seems like childbirth appears to be a somewhat similar type of thing going on. The whole process of childbirth starts out simple enough, just as games start off pretty simply enough, but it get, childbirth gets progressively harder through the nine months that it takes, morning sickness and aches and pains contractions at the end that get progressively more powerful and then that last stage where the huge contractions are occurring until finally with a relentless cry the lower lip is pulled over the head. Jesus' final boss in the battle royale with death itself was death itself. He goes to war against Satan to overcome that which our sin brought into the creation and Jesus cries out from the cross. Seven times, we're told, in the Gospels, until finally Jesus breathes his last. And in that last breath, when his relentless cry finally goes silent, death is defeated. His death on the cross means our life. And then to introduce a new metaphor into the message, death has been swallowed up in victory by the death of Jesus. And the relentless cry of Jesus in this final battle then gives, away, gives way to a relentless and never-ending cry of praise in the new heavens and the new earth. These are recorded in, in Revelation 19, again using the voice translation. Praise the Lord, salvation and glory and power truly belong to our God. That is our cry when Christ comes back and takes us to heaven. Praise the Lord, for the Lord our God, the all-powerful, reigns supreme. Now is the time for joy and happiness. He deserves all the glory we can give him, for the wedding feast has begun. The marriage of the Lamb to his bride has commenced, and his bride has prepared herself for this glorious day. This will be our relentless cry in heaven, not of sadness, but of praise forever and ever because of Jesus who battles for us and wins the battle for us on the cross. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to today's message on Boundless. I hope that today's message brought you the love and hope that will meet your need. I'm the pastor at St. Matthew Lutheran in Hawthorne Woods, Illinois, and at St. Matthew, we see that there is boundless need all around us that can be met with the boundless love of Jesus so we can all live with boundless hope. For more, go to our website, www.stmatts.net. That's www.stmatts.net. There you will find more content and resources that will give you the boundless love of Jesus. If you are in the northwest suburbs of Chicago, I would love to see you this weekend. You can go to the St. Matthew website to plan your visit. In the meantime, find us on Instagram at St. Matthew Hawthorne Woods. There is no E in Hawthorne, by the way. And we're also on Facebook and YouTube. Thanks for listening to Boundless. Remember, the answer to all need is Jesus, who is love and brings hope.